Well, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it right here on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. The upcoming game this weekend against the Giants, our hated rivals. Was there any concern? No. Did I tell you the Eagles would win? Yes. Did I tell you the Eagles would win by over 20? Yes. Did I tell you that they would score over 30 points? Yes. And the Eagles came to New York, took that W, left that L to the Giants, and completely dominated. This is one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best, folks. It's time to start recognizing that. It's also time to start recognizing that Jalen Hurts, the MVP of the NFL. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff, everybody. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this program, welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. I had to go with a different intro. I haven't heard that uh, instrumental in a long time. It's such a great intro, and I just thought it was time to uh, to play it. And uh, obviously, so I did. I went with it. All right, man, we got a lot to talk about. What a dominant performance this weekend. Eagle fans, Eagles Nation, I'm sure you enjoyed it as much as I do. Anytime you go into New York or just playing the Giants in general and kick the, them all over the field like the Eagles did, just completely dominate from beginning to end. What a game. What a performance. I mean, this Eagles team, folks, listen, like I just said in the intro, if you're not believing yet, this could be a special team, then I don't know what you're waiting for. Because uh, this is this is becoming more and more impressive as we go on. I mean, it really is. And uh, I got, you know, quite a few things that I want to discuss about the game. But I first wanted to say, did you have any doubts? I mean, if you listen to my pregame, I called this one. I have to take credit. Probably was, uh, as I was saying it, the only reason why I was maybe a little hesitant was because, man, it would really kind of stink if I had to come back on here and say, oh, man, it was a close game. I really didn't think they'd lose. But even if it was a close game, I would have been really highly disappointed in my prediction. So, you know, I guess I had a little bit of cautiousness, but really I was full board confident. And, uh, you know, in my pregame, I said it. You know, you can go back in one episode and let's do it again if you want. But uh, I knew the Eagles would go in there and dominate this team. I had no fear of the Giants whatsoever. No fear. Uh, they're just in a different league. The Giants, uh, while improved over last year, which, again, I don't think is saying a lot. But I do think that their coaching staff is pretty good. And I think at some point they will right the ship there. It's just not this year. And um, 
you know, there was just a significant difference between the teams yesterday. I mean, the Eagles did whatever they wanted to, both offensively and defensively, en route to a 48-22 to game, and, and <laughs> that, that score's even closer than the game was. They got, you know, the Eagles gave them the ball at the 15-yard line on the uh, special teams punt block. Which you know, give the Giants credit they they got a hand on the on the on the punt block there. We'll talk about Sippus later. Um, but uh, you know, set them up at the fifteen yard line. Giants obviously didn't have to go too far to score, and then they got that garbage touchdown at the very end of the game, which as time was running out, when all the uh, second and third string players were in, really just an absolute ass whooping uh, to the Giants. And the Eagles go to 12-1 and on the season and get a little help from Detroit. Thank you, Lions, who uh, beat another team that I think has been playing over their heads and, and is not indicative of their record, the Vikings. Although I do think the Vikings are a good team. I'm not going to put them in the same category as the Giants. I think the Vikings are good, but I don't think they were, what were they, 10-9-2 and or 9-3, whatever the heck they were going in that game. 9-2, is that what they were? Yeah, they were nine and two. Uh, I had a feeling Detroit would win that game. Detroit was actually favored, so it's not like I was going on a limb. They were actually favored, and uh, the Lions are man. That's a team that I don't think anybody was going to want to play in the playoffs. That Lions team could hang. They hung with us back in week uh, week one, actually, way back in the beginning there. All right. Well, listen. Uh, Wanted to go over a couple of the highlights, some of the milestones in the game. No pun intended when you talk about Miles Sanders. Went over 1,000 yards, scored his 10th and 11th rushing touchdowns of the season. So again, for you, for you out there, you know I'm talking to. All you Miles Sanders doubters that said the Eagles should get another running back and he's not that good and all this kind of stuff or whatever. You know, or give the ball more to... Boston Scott, or whatever. Will they get another running back in here? I mean, come on. I've always said, man, and you guys know. You guys know they've been with me. I All I've said about Miles Sanders is just give him the ball. Give him the ball. And the Eagles have given him the ball. And right now, 14 games in the season, he's got over 1,000 yards and uh, 11 touchdowns. Need I say any more? No. Congratulations, Miles. And um, Brown also went over 1,000. A.J. Brown, our new toy this season, went over 1,000 yards receiving and also scored his 10th uh, receiving touchdown of the year. He's been an absolute beast. He's been everything that the Eagles needed for him to be and more. So it's been awesome. And, uh, you know, Devontae Smith also had another great game. He's going to be over 1,000 yards shortly as well. Uh, Devontae just continues to improve as a wide receiver. Had an awesome catch uh, yesterday over two defenders. Uh, Kept his eye on the ball. Uh, Now, you know, to me, if I was that giant safety, I would have cracked him. That's just me. I'm a physical guy, physical player when I played uh, to try to remove him from the ball. I think he was trying to go for the interception and misread it. I'm talking about the safety there. I think his name is Love. Totally misdiagnosed to play. But again, 
tough catch. That's not an easy catch over two guys uh, that Devontae Smith made. He had a couple easy drops in the game, too, Devontae did, uncharacteristically. Same with A.J. Brown. He was wide open right over the middle, and he dropped the pass. So, you know, those two guys had – So I know the weather was not that great yesterday, so you got to give him a break. And I'm not trying to, you know, criticize either one of them. They both had great games. But uh, they did drop some easy passes, and uh, I'm just going to attribute it to the weather. It wasn't all that great yesterday. Uh, being the cold rain. We got snow up here in Connecticut. Uh, it was mostly snow. I got about almost six inches of snow. Um, but uh, not too far to the south there in uh, Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, it was rain. Cold rain, I'm sure. So, Miles, congratulations. A.J. Brown, congratulations. The whole Eagles team, congratulations. The offensive line dominated again. The defensive line dominated again. Um, Everybody. Really everybody. Special teams. You could have done without the block. Definitely could have done without that. But Boston Scott, who started returning kickoffs a few weeks ago and has definitely helped out in that category. And you know he's the giant killer. And he went out there and had one of his returns of 66 yards. He had another one that went for 20-something yards. But his big one was a 66-yard, and that was after the Giants scored to, I think, make the game uh, 27 to 14, I believe. Uh, Boston Scott, I believe that was what it was. Don't quote me on it, but it was right after a giant score. I know that. Uh, well, I guess of course it would be, I mean, after a giant touchdown, <laughs> of course it's going to be after a giant score, but I believe, uh, it was definitely after a giant touchdown and he came right back with a 66 yard return, which the Eagles took the rest of the way and scored a touchdown. Uh, I wanted to talk about Sipis, Sipas, our punter. Um, because on that blocked punt, he made a really good heads-up athletic play. Not many punters would have done what he'd have done. They would have been running scared, jumped on the ball, maybe botched the ball into the end zone. All kinds of things for punters. They're not known to be all that athletically inclined. Sipas showed, and I think he played rugby. I think he was another rugby guy in Australia. I could be wrong, but I, you know, but he showed some athletic ability to have the presence in mind to pick up that botched fumble and just take it, you know, with ease to pick it right up off the off the turf and then run down the sidelines in an effort to try to get the first down. Um, took a couple hits, and obviously the second one he took uh, injured his leg and. Apparently, it's pretty severe, and the Eagles now have to go out and find a punter. But I just credit him for that play because, you know, I know that the Giants ended up scoring anyway because it set them up at the 15-yard line. Very easy to, you know, manage that in terms of, uh, you know, getting a score. But he at least gave the defense a chance, number one, advanced the ball from like the would have been two-yard line or near the goal line up to the, at least the 15 and just showed a lot of athletic ability. I just thought it was a very um, heads-up play by by him, and I, I hope he's got a speedy recovery. I don't know if the word is out yet as far as what his injury is, but it, he was carted off the field, and it, you know, I guess he was on crutches after the game. So uh, for at least the near term here, the Eagles got to go and find a punter. I don't know what's out there this time of the year, but it shouldn't be that hard to find at least a decent punter. Um. You know, Elliot had to come in and, and I think, uh, kick a little bit for him. And, um, you know, fortunately it wasn't a game where that would have been a factor, but certainly we got to get another punter in here. 
And uh, unfortunately, uh, the guy that I've been giving major props to since he's uh, been starting for uh, Gardner Johnson, Reed Blankenship. And you want to know why I called it a swamp in my last program? Because that place is a freaking swamp where the Giants play. Was it MetLife Stadium? Swamp. The field is garbage. The turf is garbage. The Giants wonder why their players are always hurt every year. It's because of that crap turf that they play on. And Reed Blankenship, non-contact injury. He was just going into, uh, you know, make a tackle uh, or to get into the tackle against Barkley. And on his way in, his knee went out. And uh, I did see the replay, and I do have an update for everybody on on his condition, at least preliminary. Again, I don't have any medical background, and I'm not a doctor. But I will say this, and I was actually proven to be accurate, at least, again, what what we're hearing as far as this afternoon on his initial reports. And I got some positive news on it. And and when I watched the injury in slow motion yesterday, I thought, felt the same way that this did not look like an ACL injury to me. I know that's what everyone's big concern is when you see non-contact injury to the knee on a play like that. But when I saw the injury and I watched it, it didn't look to me again, just having a bird's eye view with it. Not even a bird's eye view. It wasn't there, but just looking at it to me. And it seems to have been validated. I didn't think it was an ACL. It looked more like it was either uh, an outside uh, ten, you know, the one that runs the outside of the knee or just, you know, some kind of uh, potential, I don't want to say I would have called it a sprain, but I do know now that, that it's he's been diagnosed with a knee sprain. We don't know the severity of it. It looks like he's still going to go on IR for four weeks. That's what I've been hearing. Again, don't quote me on any of this. I'm just saying what I've hearing through the grapevine from my sources. Uh, that, but at least it seems that he appeared to dodge any ACL tear. So that is good news. And I, like I said, when I looked over the video and rewatched the game yesterday, that was my initial thought or hope. I shouldn't say thought because again, I'm not a doctor. It wasn't a thought, but my hope was when I saw it, I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think that's a, that doesn't look like an ACL to me. Uh, just from the naked eye or my, you know. Just my, you know, my view from from the sidelines or from the uh, from the from my view. Um, and apparently that seems to be the case. And we're going to keep our fingers crossed that it is not a season ending injury for Reed Blankenship. More information to come on him. I uh, should have an update as we get, learn more for the pregame podcast for the Bears coming up later this week. So that hopefully is good news. But getting back to the swamp, can the Giants do something with that freaking turf? Please. I mean, in this division, we have two crappy stadiums. We have the Toilet Bowl in D.C., FedEx Field, filth, horrible stadium. They need to tear that place down as quickly as possible and actually get a real stadium in there. And then they have the newer stadium, which I guess makes it even more of a joke. At least FedEx Field's an old building older building, but MetLife Stadium is only, what, a few years old, five years old maybe, and they put that crap turf on there, and and the Giants wonder why they have so many injuries every season. Maybe it's your turf, 
And um, there's been a lot of complaints about from players playing in that playing on that turf. And uh, and Reed Blankenship's injury to me is a direct result of that garbage turf that they have there at MetLife. So offensively, I think I covered it all. I mean, Jalen Hurts once again, you know. If this guy's not the MVP of the league, now it's time for me to really start shouting it at the rafters. You know, um, again, dominant performance. Some of the passes he made yesterday, again, we talked about the one to Devontae Smith down the sidelines. His deep throws have been really, really good. He had a couple drop passes on him, which made his numbers would have been even better. Uh, and uh, a couple of the just the, the ones that you just don't really think about that much. Like he had a couple of quick outs on third down to – I think it was Devontae Smith uh, with the one play I'm thinking of where he just threaded a needle, total timing route, put exactly where only Devontae would catch that ball. And that was not a good weather day yesterday. For So for him to be throwing that accurately again, it's just the guy deserves every accolade he's getting this year. And hopefully he gets the ultimate one at the end of the season. Well, hopefully he gets two, actually. The Super Bowl championship along with the MVP of the league. Um, he was phenomenal again. Phenomenal again. And again, he had some drop passes. Or his numbers would have been even better. Hertz yesterday was 21 of 31, 217 yards, two touchdowns. And he also had one throw, uh, rushing. So he had three total touchdowns. Uh, ran for 77 yards on seven carries or attempts. Miles Sanders, we talked about his big day. He had a 40-yard touchdown, uh, two for the day, 17 carries, 144 yards, averaged eight and a half per carry. Just phenomenal. I'm so happy for Miles Sanders. So happy for him. So happy for him. And then defensively, Barkley, who we know was banged up, so then it wasn't a true tried-and-true Barkley. I think he's really banged up. It's been like three straight weeks now where he hasn't done much at all. I know that because I got him on my fantasy team. This doesn't look like the same player. I think he's been beaten up too many carries probably this year. I think his body's just breaking down in front of us um, for the season. I know he's came into the game with a neck injury and he was massaging his shoulder a lot during the game. And I just think he's I think he's a mess. I don't think that's the healthy Barkley. Probably won't be healthy the rest of the season. But he had only nine carries for twenty eight yards, three point one. His longest in a day was nine yards. So um, in the Eagles. Had seven more sacks. They now lead the NFL. So all you Cowboy fans talking, bragging, and beating your chest about how great your defense is. Guess who has the most sacks in the league? That's right, in Philadelphia. Guess which team you're looking up into in the standings? That's right, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm getting really sick and tired of these Cowboy fans. By the way, nice job having a rally late at home against the pitiful Texans. Way to go. We're going to be talking about the Cowboys, obviously, a lot in a couple weeks. Uh, but I'm just tired of their fans. The arrogance of their fans is just it's starting to get to me. Um, now, a lot of people could think that I'm an arrogant Eagle fan, but you know what? At least my team's backing me up. And I try not to be arrogant. I really don't. The Eagles are damn good this year. That's all I'm saying. I try to keep it, uh, try to keep it real here, you know? You heard all my preseason. I didn't have them going. I didn't have them with this kind of record. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if I have it on me. Let me see if I can. 
I wanted to take a look at what the upcoming schedule is. I know they get the Bears next coming up, and the Bears are just giving up points to everybody. Um, their uh, quarterback is doing a lot of rushing, but the defense can't seem to stop anyone. So at this point in the season, I had the Eagles with four losses. They have one loss. Um, I do have them losing to the Cowboys, ironically. But I've been wrong all year. <laughs> so don't think that I've... Uh, I also had them losing to the Vikings. I had them losing to the Cardinals. I had them losing to the Colts and the Packers in back-to-back weeks. This is before the season. And then I had them losing to the Cowboys. On Christmas Eve to be twelve and five on the season. That was my prediction. So I didn't go into this season thinking Eagles would run off, you know, be freaking twelve and one or yeah, twelve and one, fourteen weeks into the season. You know, including the bye, of course. I knew they'd be good. Twelve and five is a damn good record. But uh you know, I had a lot of questions about Hurts. As we know, I documented those. Just go back to my preseason episodes and my uh, off-season episodes, in particular, when I've talked about Hurts and my concerns. But, I mean, I am so happy to say that everything that I was hoping that Hurts would, would do, every step that I was hoping I could see him take, he has done in spades. I just wanted to see improvement in those areas, like his throwing accuracy, like his not rushing to leave the pocket so quickly, like him utilizing the entire field versus always rolling out to the right and just throwing him to the right side of the field and cutting off half the field, hanging in the pocket, making the throws more accurately downfield, reading defenses, throwing the wide receivers open, not waiting for them to get open. Those were the the key critical things that I was hoping to see Hertz improve on. And man, man, has he done that. And so credit to Jalen for all the time and effort, because that just doesn't happen overnight. You just don't wake up one day and are able to do those things. And that's what I said about Hertz in terms of the positive sides that I, that I said about him. I knew he would get to whatever his ceiling was. I just didn't know what it, what that ceiling was going to be. How high was Jalen's ceiling? I knew we'd get there because the guy works his ass off. He's got a great work ethic. And he also is a true leader in the field. He's a smart guy. He's a leader. He's got that it factor you don't see all the time. We didn't see it in Carson Wentz, for example, who had all the athletic ability in the world. Didn't have the it factor. Wasn't mentally tough. Wasn't a leader. Turns out Carson Wentz was a coward and ran his way out of Philadelphia. And I hate saying that because I like Wentz as a person. But let's face it, that's what he did. And I know there's probably a lot of Wentz fans out there. I was one of them. But I lost a lot of respect for him and what he did. When he didn't want to fight for his job, asked his way to get out of here, asked to get traded. And now we know what kind of quarterback he really is. It was a little bit of fool's gold. Now we know he got hurt. He had the major knee injury. But you know what? 
good quarterbacks come back from that kind of stuff. Mentally tough. Carson Wentz is not mentally tough. That's just a fact. But I'm not here to bash Carson Wentz. I'm here to talk up Jalen Hurts as the MVP of the NFL. And I like... Not much not like about Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a great quarterback. I love watching him play. I'm a fan from a distance. He's not my team. I like Patrick Mahomes. I like him a lot. He's a great quarterback. He's having another MVP-type season himself. Just not as good as Jalen Hurts. It's just not. He's got 11 interceptions. Hurts has three. He's got three more overall touchdowns than Hurts. That's it. Quite a bit more passing yards. Give him that. He's also got four more or three more losses than Jalen does. I think Hertz is your MVP. Now, season's not over with yet. He can't falter down the stretch. I think that Dallas game is going to be huge as far as if he ends up being MVP or not. Because we know all the media attention will be at that game, on that game on Christmas Eve. A lot of eyes will be on that game. And uh, it's going to be on the road against the Cowboys. The big divisional matchup. And I think that's going to cement that game alone, unfortunately, because I think he's MVP right now. But I think in order to get some people on the fence that have those votes to go Hertz's way, I think he's going to have to go to Dallas on Christmas Eve and beat him and play well. If he does, then I think it's a... Almost a shoe-in, pretty much. Pretty much. But we'll see. I don't get too far ahead of ourselves. Point is, I love what I've seen from Hertz. I love the development. How could you not? He's he's turned into a big-time star in the NFL in just a short time. And uh, it's awesome. It's awesome we have him here in Philadelphia. So happy. So happy for him. Um, I don't have a lot much more to talk about. Let's go to the defense. The defense. Okay, I've been talking a lot about the offense. BG. We all love BG. BG had three sacks yesterday. You got to love that. You got to love, love it. I'm so happy for BG. He is uh, on pace. He's I think he's got eight and a half sacks. Unbelievably, BG has never had double digits and sacks in a season. And he's got a good shot at it this year. Um, he needs an, another sack and a half, and he's got 10. And uh, who's to say he's not going to get it? I mean, it's possible because if the Eagles do happen to clinch and things fall their way, then, you know, he might not play. The Eagles may rest, be resting guys the last couple of games of the season. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't know if we're going to need everybody in the Saints. If they beat Dallas, um, they may not need to play anyone in the Saints or the Giants game in the end of the season, especially the Giants game, uh, which is ironic because the Giants may need that game as a win to get into the playoffs. So the Eagles may be playing their second and third stringers in that game and giving the Giants a little bit of a break. 
I do hope they play against the Saints because that's our draft pick. And right now, it's a top five pick. So I I do hope the Eagles play their starters in that game, or at least a portion of the game so they can get up, win the game, and then take them out. Because that's a, that's, that's a lot of incentives in that one. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. But uh, not only BG, but Josh Sweat can, just continues to improve as a player as, as well. He's closing in on 10 sacks. And Reddick already has 10 sacks. So, I mean, he was brought in and he's done his job. So the Eagles might have three guys on the line with 10 sacks. Sweat's got a shot at it. BG's close. And Reddick has already got there. So we'll have to see how that all goes. Um, but the defense is playing great. And think about this, going back to the offense. The Eagles are doing this offensively, scoring 48, upper 30s in points, right? What have they done the last three weeks? They're just, like, rolling up the score. They don't even have Dallas Gardner, and they're doing this. I mean, the Eagles' offense has got to be so hard to stop. I mean, I know the Giants are the greatest defense. Titans do. Titans do have a good defense, and they have no answers. It's going to be interesting to see if Dallas can stop this because all you hear is how great their defense is. Well, let's see if you guys can stop this Philly offense. So I'm going to hold off more thoughts on the Cowboys because, man, do I have more more thoughts for the Cowboys. Fans are starting to get to me. But, uh, you know. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Another dominant win. Another dominant win. Giants are not in the league of the Eagles. They're not a seven and two team. They start off the season seven and two. Everybody knew that was. I mean, everybody objectively knew that that was a farce. There's no way the Giants were that good. Is what their record was showing. They may still get into the playoffs. What's funny is, if the season ended today, the entire NFC East is in the playoffs. Which is kind of laughable. Because I don't think Washington is all that good. And I I know the Giants aren't that good. I expect the Commanders to win this game, this this big game coming up this weekend. I think the Commanders will win that game. They've had a couple weeks off to prepare for it, number one. And the Giants just got absolutely drubbed number two. I just think there's more momentum on the commander's side. I think there's that team right now is just going in a more positive direction than the Giants are. And I think the commanders are uh, going to win this, this coming weekend. But I don't think they're that good either. I mean, I know they beat the Eagles, but I mean, the more you look at that game, they had the ball for like 45 minutes, which to the credit, right? I mean, listen, I'm not going to knock it completely. They did what they needed to do. They kept the Eagles off the field. But the Eagles also kept themselves off the field. And I guess that's what I'm getting at. You know, they turned the ball over three times in that game. So that's probably the only way you could beat the Eagles this year. You got to get them to turn beat themselves, turn the ball over, and then capitalize. And Washington did that to their credit. They also got some 
bogus referee calls that went their way. But uh, I'm glad the Eagles lost. Like I said, I'm even more glad that they lost that game as the game as the season's gone on. Because you know why? The Eagles have gotten way better. <laughs> they have been playing much better football since that loss to the Commanders. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I don't even know if we've seen their best football yet, which is scary. So, what did it get the uh, the Bears next? I'm not too concerned about them. You got to watch out for that running quarterback they got there. And, you know, David Montgomery's having a pretty good season. Their defense is not, you know, you think of the Bears, you always think defense. Not this year. So the Eagles uh, should be able to, uh, you know, get past the Bears. We'll talk about that later this week. And uh, then set themselves up for a big-time showdown on Christmas Eve against the Cowboys. Well, that's it for now. Remember to like, share, subscribe on the podcast platform that you're currently listening on. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. 12 and 1. 12 and 1, Eagles Nation. You got to love it. You got to love it a lot. Bears up next, and we'll talk to you later. Take care. See ya.